Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Chapter 9, verse 1, brings us to the fifth woe, fifth uh, trumpet. And, of course, this will be the first woe will be connected with the fifth trumpet because the angel said, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. In other words, there's three angels yet to sound, and with each angel, with each trumpet, there will be a woe pronounced. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven onto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. All right, now here we have a person called a star. He sees a star fall or descend, star comes down to the earth. And this star now is called a person. So we're perfectly at uh, liberty to say that he's a person, but not to say that he is a particular person, some particular individual, while you're guessing. I don't care who the man is. Now, they tell us, that, well, uh, uh, of course, it, they say it, some tell you it's Satan. Some will tell you it's uh, some of Satan's uh, particular angel or so on. Well, it may be. I mean, it may, it's some it's some angelic person, uh, a being, and it's uh, by the work. Uh, it, it says that he had all, uh, that he had the key to the abyss, the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit. And the smoke, uh, and a smoke out of the pit, and the, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now, <clears throat> I don't know what's involved. All I know is it's smoke, that it's given here so, it, it's so thick, uh, and, uh, that the uh, that the air, the sun, and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke. Whatever it is, God, uh, it comes forth at the time that God um, brings this star, this angel down, gives him the key, and he opens it at God's time. And out of this shaft, out of this bottomless pit, and I don't know how uh, I don't know how deep a bottomless pit is. Uh, you know, uh, the Almanus is very delights himself in asking uh, if you believe in the bottomless, if you believe in literal interpretation of the Bible, well, how deep is a bottomless pit? See, well, uh, I'm not saying that this is literal, but I'm saying that I, I, I I'm not at liberty to say that it's other than than what is suggested by these terms. If it's not smoke, 
The only way we could understand what's going to happen is in the vision, in the picture of smoke. And it's so thick that the, the sun, that it hides the sunlight. And that it's a period of darkness. Certainly it's, uh, it's a period, it's a, describing a, a very fearful day. And he says the, and there came out of the smoke, uh, locusts upon the earth. Now the locusts didn't come out of the pit. Yet they may have come out of the pit, but the, the, uh, uh verse three says the locusts came out of the smoke, see, and there came out of the smoke. Well, the smoke had come out of the, out of the pit. And it may have brought forth the, uh, <coughs> the locusts. But, uh, the locusts are said now to come directly out of, uh, the smoke. And unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. In those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Alright, and verse 7 describes their shape, their figure. Now, uh, notice uh, down to here that the locusts, they're not, uh, they're not natural locusts. They're not uh, uh, locusts of the earth. For a locust of the earth, they they delighted in eating green things. See, a locust, uh, man, boy, they stripped trees, uh, leaves, and uh, a, a locust belongs to the grasshopper family. And this year, the great complaint among farmers throughout the, the south and southwest was the plague of grasshoppers. Where did, why so many? Why where did it come from? Down there, a uh, little acre of ground they had. Why, the grass, you couldn't walk. They just swarm, jump up in front of you, and great swarms. And what I tell you, I had a fig tree. And uh, it just had leaves on it, figs on it. And uh, boy, them things, uh, they stripped that thing to, uh, uh, you couldn't tell what it was. You didn't know, if you hadn't known what it was, You there wasn't no way in the world to guess what kind of tree it is. Well, the, uh, uh, in the second chapter of Joel, well, first chapter also, the first two chapters of Joel describe an army of locusts. It describes an, inv- an army, uh, invading countries under the picture of locusts. And how they ate, devoured, and stripped, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, the, their prey. Well, uh, locusts, now it says five months. Well, that's the actual uh, life cycle of a locust from the time from the time of its life to its death, five months. Now these locusts uh, were given power 
as scorpions of the earth have power. And was commanded that they should not hurt the grass, neither the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree. Now then, this uh, fifth prophet affects man, not the earth, not anything on the earth. The first four trumpets, their judgment was limited to the earth, to the sea, to the rivers, and to the sun, moon, and stars. Now, beginning with the fifth trumpet, we have God's judgment upon man himself. And the agent used, the instrument used, was the locust. And uh, uh, verse 7 would describe the, uh, the character. And the shapes or the likenesses of the locust were one. Now then, uh, ten, ten things are said in describing this locust. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. Their faces were as the faces of men. They had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates as it were, breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings were as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Why? Because there's two other angels, two, more, two other angels that have two of the trumpets to sound. We've come to the fifth trumpet. Now, the ten, out of the ten characteristics there, notice that like horses. Well, a locust, an ordinary locust, uh, the head. I don't know if you've ever examined one or not, but in school they point out to you the color that they're like gold, you know, and, and the head. they got a little picture of a horse up there inside, above their, uh, uh, the face. I don't know. We, uh, our science teacher uh, showed us that when we, we have to gather all sorts of bugs and stuff, you know. Well, uh, the Bible. Uh, I, I think it's because of uh, the uh, symbol, uh, the uh, biblical account, the biblical record. God made them that way. Uh, and they were so described by Joel. And he likes them to horses, because that's what they were in head. All right, it says here, like horses prepared to battle. Two, their heads were as it were crowns like gold. That's a color of their head. Their faces were as the faces of men. Now we're getting uh, a varying from the natural locusts. And they had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates. Uh, and their breastplates were of iron. Uh, seven, 
the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots. You ever listen to them when they fly? Man, and, and it says here they have a king, you know, the king of the locusts. This, this group here is of Abaddon. But in the natural locusts, well, boy, when they go, they, they travel for, uh, as long as four miles in a, in a swarm. And they ain't a thing in the world that'll, that'll turn them. You can shoot into them where you've gone or, or anything. Or, and, uh, you may kill some of them, but you won't, you won't break that up. It's just like, uh, ducks. Uh, flying. And, and that duck has, has got a leader going south. He's got a leader going back north. And, and they follow. And, of course, the natural, uh, I don't know how they do it with their wings and so on, but they have noises. Now, and when they eat, uh, in, in the, in the, uh, dictionary, you'll find that a locust uh, that these things uh, are are called sharers after the manner that they way they share a thing all cut when they eat and devour a thing they're called a swarmer because of their numbers like a swarm of bees you see they are called finishers because brother they don't stop eating a thing until they completely devour that uh, uh, that object they're called Swallowers, they're described as uh, an insect uh, uh, that swallows. He completely devours it. I mean, takes it all in. And a galloper, that refers to his uh, rigid, uh, to his rapid progress they, uh, that they can make. And then they are referred to as a creaker. I just copied that down. Uh, and now, <clears throat> to show, and it is a fitting description of the natural uh, a uh, 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 locust. Now, uh, the, these, the locust involved here, they attack men. That's what nine, verse four says. Nine, ninth chapter and verse four. They have a sting of a scorpion. Well, uh, that a scorpion is something look kind of like a lobster. Uh, and, uh, they have tails, and in the end of the tail, they've got a, a little, uh, hard gadget that, uh, that they, that they attack with, that they kill with. Steam. And, uh, then, uh, uh, this group, uh, is specified here as a five month duration of infliction according to the natural locust. And the king is named Abaddon, Pion, both same, same thing. Now, <clears throat> uh, this uh, fifth trumpet is certainly describing a vast army. Uh, a little later, we're going to, uh, you're going to run over that number down uh, in, in the next trumpet. You're going to find an army of horsemen, 200 million referred to. But even of the locusts, now this procedure, now there's not, they don't harm a man, I mean they don't kill a man. But they sting him. And that man will, uh, the sting is so, so terrible that, uh, that he wants to die. You have the same imagery 
under the sick seal. Men uh, cried out for the rocks to fall on them, you know, uh, and hide them from the face of God. Same, same time, you think, or whether developing out or no, I, I, I don't think it's the same, exactly the same time. I think time is going on chronologically. Uh, now, I think that the seven trumpets constitute the seventh seal, you know. Seventh seal says uh, over here, uh, and when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. But it doesn't tell you, it doesn't say that the seventh seal is the space of half an hour. It says, when he opened the seventh, seventh seal, there was silence in heaven. All right? Well, where is the seventh seal? What we're reading about. The seventh seal is, the seven, uh, uh, is composed of the seven trumpets. It takes all of the seven trumpets. Time is still going on. Out of Time is still out of, out, of, out of chapter six. Right. See? In other words, we're just going on chronologically. It's getting no better, though, is it? No, it's getting worse. That's what I'm trying to show you. See, now, in the first, uh, the beginning of woes, see, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Uh, this is only the beginning. Oh, don't look. He says, the end is not yet, for this is only the beginning of sorrows. This is the beginning of woes. Well, that's the seal period. Now, when... When God begins to rain down judgment, see, as it, it is done here by the, uh, it, through the trumpets, we have a more advanced stage in the end events, the last days. We're getting closer to the Lord's coming because these events must precede his coming. For immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the Son of, you see the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. He has come after the tribulation, not before. But he tells us immediately after the tribulation of those days, and he says the tribulation, the, the tribulation is going to be such as never was before and never shall be thereafter. Why? Because that's the end of time, brother. People who make that refer to the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, you see, they say that's all, this has all happened, this all in the past. But the sun didn't turn into blood. Uh, uh, I mean, it wasn't darkened. The moon didn't turn to blood. The stars didn't fall to the earth uh, at the destruction of Jerusalem. All right, now, uh, now in the six, uh, verse 13. Who is this Apollo telling you? Oh, well, the Apollo, that's the king, that's the leader, that's the, that's Satan. Uh, well, it's possible. Satanic. It's a satanic boss. Whether he's a dragon, whether he's a false prophet, whether he's a beast, whether he's he's uh, he's the uh, head and leader of this great force against uh, the wicked element upon the earth, and it's also causing uh, the trouble. In other words, it's almost uh, showdown time. See, and we're going to come closer here in, in uh, with in the sixth trumpet. Verse 13 says, The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, I don't know who the four angels are. 
Nobody else knows who these four angels are. And the scripture tells us uh, that they were uh, commanded to be loosed. Uh, and they were bound in the great river Euphrates. The four angels, uh, evil angels, no doubt, were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. Now, brother, man, they don't believe that this hour is fixed. How much, uh, how much more, uh, how much plainer could you make it? The, the day, the year, the hour, the month, uh, and down to the appointed hour, see? Uh, an hour and a day and a month and a year is for to slay the third part of men. Now, brother, this is on men. Now, this is, this comes a climax, you see. The death. This this is a third part. That's right. Uh, I don't know how many uh, million of men upon the earth now today. Suppose this say this happened uh, uh, today, tomorrow. How many people living? That'd be you'd get some idea what this means. And uh, <clears throat> verse sixteen, the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. That's 200 million. And I heard the number of them, and thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of Jason, and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. By these three, that is, these three plagues, these last three, the plagues with the wolves in it, was the third part of men killed, and by the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth, and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship the devil, worship devils, and idols of gold, and silver, and brass, and stone, and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repent, repented they of their murderers, nor of their sorcerers, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Now, that shows you that uh, no use to try to scare a man into religion. See? If, if, uh, if what the inhabitants of the earth wit will witness as described here, and after they see a third of them die, even the rest, when they look upon it, and it says here, well, I notice how ingrained they are in their religion, in their uh, wickedness, and yet it's a wicked religion. Uh, where it says, uh, and the 
verse 20, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands. The works of their hands. What is the works of their hand? They made their own gods, you see. They made it out of wood. They made it out of stone. They made it out of gold. Idols of gold, silver, brass, and stone, and wood. And these idols, their gods, they can't see, they can't hear, nor walk. Now, when a man is so, uh, <laughs> when he's so devoted to that kind of God, see, when he makes it, when one falls over, you know, you remember in, uh, in the Old Testament, you know, David, he was standing up there, you know, and, and directly fell over. And they had to go down and prop up his God. And, and people today are worshiping a God just like that. He falls over every now and then, they have to, Take the work of his hands. You see, the work of his hand is making him another god. When one gets old and dilapidated, or or he gets broken, or somebody runs into him, well, he makes him up. But what does he make? He makes a god that can't hear, can't see, and he can't talk. Uh, and and a man that does that neither repents of their murderers nor of their sorcerers and of their fornication, nor of their thefts. That just goes to describe the uh, the character of the inhabitants of the earth, uh, and that would apply today. Look at the people, uh, uh, religions that's killed in the name in the name of religion. Well, now, you'll notice that this uh, uh, under the six when the sixth angel sounded. Uh, they were to loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, actually, that's the boundary line of Palestine. Nobody's willing today to admit that. Okay, but that's what Genesis fifteen eighteen says. God said to Abraham, you know, that he would give him the land from the, uh, from the river to the great river, the river Euphrates. Well, see, Abraham knew something about that river Euphrates, See, Ur of the Chaldeas, that river came right on down through there. And everything east of that river, in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, of course it's all part that uh, deals with it, uh, everything that lived east of that was a great swarm. It, they were just, uh, it was multitudes, millions of people, uh, that, that lived, inhabited that area, but they didn't consider them uh, they were savages. They were barbarians. They were nothing but beasts as far as the Assyrians, as far as the Chaldeans, as far as the uh, Hebrews, as far as the Egyptians were concerned. Now, it's out of this group. Now, you're going, we're going to find that when we get down uh, to the, the bowls, that uh, this the Euphrates River is going to be affected. There's going to be, God's going to cast direct judgment upon this river. What for? And the river, in order that the river be dried up, so that the armies of the east can march into Jerusalem, Palestine. It's a making way of the armies of the east. I believe the Euphrates, I believe it's a, a, a real, literal river. It is today. 
I believe it'll be affected just like the river Nile was affected in the days of Moses. And uh, I believe that uh, some great horde is going to come across that. As an army of men. It'll be an army of men, yes. Uh, uh, could be modern day battle, couldn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. It'll be, uh, I, I think so. But it's the biblical descriptions certainly describes it in a language in which uh, the people of John's day. Now, people say, well, I, I don't like, uh, I don't believe that because so-and-so didn't know about that. Well, now, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, God didn't consult anybody in writing any portion of the scripture, and uh, God didn't give any person a certain amount of knowledge, and they say, now then you go back and take history into effect. Now, all these liberals, I got one man in there that I read occasionally, and he's always telling me that, uh, in, in his book, that, uh, now this, John got this out of so-and-so. He got this out of uh, Enoch, or out of Baruch or some of the apocalyptic literature, see. Uh, and, uh, but there's not one thing in the book of Revelation that directly refers to apocalyptic literature. Not one. Uh, first of all, uh, it don't even refer to Exodus as far as that's concerned. In other words, the book of Exodus, it's chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10 that tells about the, the plagues in there. You don't have to have the plagues of, of Moses to understand these plagues. But it, it's enlightening, it helps, it shows you what did happen and what has come to pass historically. Now then here, uh, this is something that God said to John, come up here and I'll show you what's going to take place hereafter. Not come up here and I'll show you how to interpret Moses. Not come up here and I'll, I'll give you an explanation of the, uh, of the Nile or of the locusts or the flies or, or, or the death of the firstborn. Now you see? But now look, in, in Egypt, you had a great, and that was the final plague, you see, was the death. Alright, we come, uh, uh, in, in the study of the trumpets, we, the sixth trumpet, we come to death third part of it, and that's the climax. In the sixth seal, we came up to where people were uh, uh, crying out to the rocks and mountains and on to fall over, they sought death and couldn't find it. The same way here. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, we, we're gonna, we're gonna notice that in the seventh trumpet, just like they were in the seventh seal, there's not a sign of, uh, uh, apparently there's not a sign of, of, of wrath, of suffering, uh, no death. Uh, that is when the seventh trumpet sounds. Uh, but, but before we get to the, uh, the seventh trumpet, see, now when the seventh trumpet uh, angel does sound, it says the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. See? What do we have at the end of the sixth seal? 
For the great day of his wrath is come. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.